0: All right, welcome back to our uh, podcast resources here at Palmetto Shores Church. We just wrapped up week three of uh, First Thessalonians with Evan Hux, and he's here with us tonight. Um, Today we're going to really talk about some deep theological issues that uh, a lot of people talk about and really have questions about, a lot of it being centered around the second coming of Christ and, you know, what will that look like um, in the future or, um, you know, how should we live Uh, knowing that the second coming of Christ is coming. And um, Evan did a great job of explaining and uh, walking us through this passage. And uh, so we're going to jump right into it. And Evan, if you want to just kind of um, share with us a little bit, we wrapped up the end of chapter 14 um, through uh, chapter 4, verse 13 through 18, and really honed in on... um, what does uh, death mean for us as believers? And you also compared it to um, what does it mean for those who aren't believers? So uh, share with us a little bit about what it means um, for death uh, for believers and what it means to be asleep and how that relates to our faith.
1: All right. So, yeah, in First Thessalonians, one of the big ideas of um, Paul here is that Believers who are in Christ, even if they are passed away, they have the opportunity to be resurrected and live again. That's one of the things that Christ promises us um, as he is here on this earth. He says, as he, you know, has died and been resurrected, if we are in Christ, then we also have the opportunity... That even though we die, he will resurrect us, you know, by his power. So one of the big ideas um, that I was talking about in First Thessalonians chapter 4 is that Paul describes believers who are dead as just sleeping. Um, and the tense that he uses is like a, it's a present tense. They are currently asleep, which still implies that there is hope of them being woken up or for them being Resurrected and brought into a new life. But one of the things I talked about tonight was that he also describes Christ, Jesus Christ himself, as not asleep, but experiencing the full wrath of God and experiencing the death that he has graciously taken away from us. So Christ has experienced the full wrath of God. And experience the full weight of death and sin and that is what provides us with the opportunity just to be you know temporarily asleep until christ comes back and truly resurrects us and brings us into our um eternal place with him so it's just that with hope in christ we are not finalized in death that is not our conclusion but we are just asleep waiting to be resurrected and brought back to life um, by Jesus Christ when he comes back
0: yeah that's great and um, even following up with that I'm going to read verses 16 through 18 um, of chapter four and uh, that says "For the Lord himself will descend upon or descend from heaven with the cry of command with the voice of an archangel and with the sound of a trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will raise first then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Um, just this uh, discussion that we had tonight with with the sound of a trumpet and it coming, you know, like a flash of lightning you described it as, um, can you share with us a little bit um, what does that mean? There's a lot of speculation and what that'll look like in that day um, when that does come, but... How do we live in that, in that moment now expecting this uncertain kind of event that's to come?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. So the term that is used here um, as describing you know, how God and how Christ will bring us into um, his kingdom, like our final place with him, He describes it as being caught up, which implies, you know, in the Greek, it's a term that um, just tells us that it will be a forceful act. It is by the power of God, so it will be done in great power. Um, But also, just the, um, what is it, the um, kind of indescribable speed of it all, just like the fact that it will come so quickly. And suddenly, that people that are still here, people that are left will, they'll be in awe. They'll be just wondering what's happened. Um, so what that means, the way that it's put in First Thessalonians is that it will happen as a thief, you know, creeps into your home. You don't expect it. Um, you might realize it later. Um, and then in Matthew, chapter twenty four Jesus describes it as a lightning strike. It will happen so suddenly and so greatly it will resemble what we see as lightning with power and with speed um, and it 's not expected so one of the things that I would encourage everybody everybody listening everybody that is a Christian is that the fact that we don 't know when this return will happen that it will happen suddenly. Um, with some signs but ultimately without warning is that we need to use our lives for a light and for the mission of Christ and the purposes that he has given us while he was here because the the reality of it is without the knowledge of exactly when this is going to take place, there might be people that don't know Jesus that we love and that we respect and that we want to spend an eternity with. So just in preparation for that day, the best advice I could ever give to anyone is just live as though you are dwelling with the Spirit. How would you live if God was right next to you every single day? Because we don't know when he's going to come again, um, so one of the things that Paul encourages us to do is be ready to live like that day is today. And what that means is just exhibiting the fruits of the spirit that Jesus has given us, being loving to others, you know, expressing the gospel, giving them the message of grace that they need to experience eternal life. Um, being patient with people, being loving. Um, Corinthians does a great job of expressing, you know, what makes up love, what it means to love others. So to live in anticipation of the return of Christ means that we are fulfilling his mission here on earth until the day that he comes back.
0: Yep, that's great. And that kind of gets into uh, chapter 5, where, uh, where it talks about in verse two, they're saying Jesus will come like a thief in the night. We're never going to know when he's going to come. So we always have to be on guard and ready to go. Um, just as it said in uh, acts one, seven, that um, it's not for us to know that Jesus said, it's not for us to know, but to live your life, sharing the gospel, to Judea and Samaria, um, and to the ends of the world or into the earth that we'll never, um, know the exact details of it but we've been given a task uh, to continue through the rest of our life uh, until that day comes and um, you've hit on really good points on just uh, how should we live already and um, is there anything else that you wanted to um, kind of share with us about uh, you know that last piece of chapter 5 1 through 11 talking about Um, Just staying on guard and um, living your life that um, reflects the glory of God already, Um, because we don't know when it's going to happen, but uh, we can't waste our life sitting here wondering and thinking about when it's going to happen, but um, how do we live our life today um, in light of um, some uncertainty, but also knowing exactly what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, I actually, I have, I think I have a really good last word. Um, I don't think I shared it tonight, but I wrote it down. It's in my notes. Um, So, in chapter 5, verse 9, it says that through the power of Christ, he has given us the ability to forego wrath. That he has taken that upon himself, So that we would not have to experience that. So if I was going to give kind of just a last encouragement or a last um, word of advice in guarding ourselves or just being prepared and being steadfast, you know, before the Lord being perseverant and like finishing well, um, I would I would say to you Romans 14 verse 12 says, so then. Each of us will give an account of himself, which is ourself, to God. So if you are a believer in Christ, that account that you are giving before God is the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We are living in a world that is sinful, it rejects Christ. Um, we see condemnation of the Word of God. You know, people not believing it, um, worshiping other idols, things going on around us are not of God. But our relationship with God is personal. The account that we will have to give is a personal account. So I would just encourage you, live... As though your life is before God every single day. If you were having to see him today, what account would you be giving for your life? Is it an account of Jesus's righteousness that you've accepted and that you're now living in? Is that your identity? Or are you still living for the world? That's the kingdom of darkness, you know satan is prowling around like a lion being the prince of this world having dominion and if you're living in that if that is your identity then the account you will give before god will not meet his standard jesus is the only one who can meet his standard so the account for your life as it says in romans fourteen twelve, needs to be an account that jesus has saved you that he is standing in your place and if he is standing in our place, are we, if we are truly finding our identity in Christ, his example is what we should seek after. His example, being an imitator of Christ, Paul says it in 1 Thessalonians. He praises the Thessalonians for being imitators of him and his disciples and of the Lord Jesus Christ. So if we were to give an account today... Would our identity be an imitator of Jesus Christ? Or are you still living in the world? Have you accepted that mission? Have you accepted that commandment that he has made with us? Or are you just waiting, blind, you know, living for yourself, not quite sure what you should be doing? I would encourage you to plug in really find people that are diving into the word this sunday seminar is a great group i was very encouraged tonight with how many people showed up and just the great conversation we've had being in christ is living in that identity so when you bring your account before god is it jesus or is it you that's what i would encourage people with today
0: yeah that's really good um there's not much else to say to that except amen, and uh, I think it's it's a great reminder for us to live by, and um, I will say again that Evan did a great job in explaining this um, tonight and sharing with the group and had a great discussion, and um, these passages like this, especially centered around in the end times, can often seem kind of um, unsettling or maybe a little scary at times, but it shouldn't be something that we as believers should be scared of, but um, should really embrace and look into and study, and um, it should allow us to really draw closer to God and worship Him and um, praise Him because He's got it in control. We don't have to worry, and He's taking care of us, and it's that's proven in Scripture through throughout. So, um, I would encourage you um, also to uh, really study and look into these passages and um, just read for yourself the encouragement that we receive um, from God through Paul that. Uh, that there is uncertain times, but through God, it's, it's not a mistake. Nothing is just by chance. It's everything that's going to work out to his glory. So, uh, I just want to uh, thank y'all for joining us again tonight and, uh, or today, whenever you're listening to this and, um, uh, next week will be the final week in Thessalonians, first Thessalonians as, uh, Evan will close us out, uh, concluding chapter five and then kind of giving us a, uh, um, breakdown and summary of, of the book and maybe looking at a few other passages as well. So uh, thank you all again for listening and we'll talk to you next time.